This is the MagicWordPodcast.com. As we start into the final day of the uh, convention, I do want to uh, thank all of the listeners who had come up to me uh, during this convention and saying how much they enjoyed the podcast and uh, following uh, all the episodes that we do uh, from week to week and asking me about some of my favorite uh, podcasts that I've recorded uh, as well. And it's just been uh, phenomenal. And I appreciate uh, all of you guys and gals who have uh, come up and those of you who uh, do listening and who are listening then right now. And also to those who have uh, as well said that uh, you wanted to support the uh, Magic Word podcast with your financial donations. And so one other person that I want Wanted to draw attention to, and that's uh, David McKnight. And David is uh, one of our newest friend of the Magic Word. Thank you for your financial donation to help keep this podcast going. I would also just kind of mention that to others. If you see me at the convention, that uh, you can always uh, just give me some cash at the uh, that that while we're at the convention that will go towards uh, your membership as a friend of the Magic Word, and of course then get all the perks that go with that. Uh, or if you wish to pledge for a monthly donation of something just for the cost of a cup of coffee or perhaps if you can afford maybe a, a nicer glass of single malt scotch or, or a martini or something, that would be greatly appreciated. There are ways in which you can help us through your donations and through pledges. If you just go to the magicwordpodcast.com, you'll see a link there that will say uh, become a friend and there's a video that gives you more information as to why that we really do need your financial support in order to keep this going. So I just wanted to again uh, welcome uh, David McKnight and uh, also I'd like to be welcoming you so please consider uh, your donation or your pledge. Thanks very much. Scotty out. We are now at the beginning of the end. (laughs) <laughs> this is a very fine convention. This is uh, day number four, and uh, much like the first day, it's not a full day. In fact, this is not even a full morning. We've basically got one lecture coming up with Brent Braun that will be here in about an hour or so. Uh, but I am going to uh, give you some more content from some of the people who have not yet left. Obviously, that makes sense. Why, how can I talk with people who have already left? Anyhow, so uh, we're, I've got a lot of people who I've kind of been uh, putting off a little bit, knowing they were going to be here on uh, Friday or Monday, and uh, here it is on Labor Day on Monday, and uh, one of the people that I love uh, seeing every year at the TAOM from San Antonio, and uh, he, was, he and I have spoken at many of the conventions where we uh, cross paths, and here he is, Mr. Doug Gorman. Hey, Doug. How you doing, Scott? Good to see you. Uh, it's good seeing you then, too, my friend. So have you enjoyed this particular convention? I, one of the better TAOMs, I think. It was uh, terrific. Great shows, great talent, mm-hmm. uh, a nice dealer room, wonderful hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, at first they were concerned a little bit about, uh, Charlie Randall was talking about the dealer room maybe being too tight or too small, and yet for the size group that we had, about 100, and, no, I'm sorry, almost 200 or a little over 200 registrants uh, for this, uh, I don't think it was ever jam-packed, you know. So. No, no, it was, I didn't, I never saw it overly crowded, but I never saw it empty either. That's right, and when you have something about that size, it was just perfect, so it didn't look like it was just an empty hall, you know. Exactly, and, and a nice variety of dealers, so that... Uh, uh, you wanted to go back more than once just to yeah. see everything. Yeah, it really was. Now, what was it that uh, was outstanding to you that um, 
that you'll remember about this one in particular? I mean, I know it's like your favorite child, but what do you like? <laughs> well, I loved um, uh, the evening shows, uh, particularly uh, um, uh, Chris Carter mm-hmm. and Michael Finney mm-hmm. and Steve Valentine. Yeah. Those were the highlights for me. And then, and then the stage contest. I have to tell you, we've got a new name for the folks from San Antonio. We're, we're calling them the uh, San Antonio Magic Mafia. Both, <laughs> both the stage and comedy winners came from San Antonio this year. Really proud, proud of that. Yeah, they were really good. The uh, uh, it, it was so fun uh, with uh, Greg Youngs doing comedy and then finishing off uh, with actually beginning uh, the contest with uh, Bill Winters who had taken the stage and uh, both were good. Actually, as I recall, I believe Bill had won comedy a couple of years ago. Bill ha- Bill had won co- had won comedy, so this was his second win here. Yeah. And Greg won comedy last year. In fact, I think three out of the last four years. Yeah. Uh, those two sh- shared the comedy. Yeah, uh, prize. And I, I tell you, I think Greg's got such perfect comedy timing. You know, absolutely. Greg and I get together uh, almost once a week, Do you? and uh, uh, so I'm laughing most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I would guess so. Uh, I, I, too, enjoyed uh, the ones you were talking about, but we also had just, I thought, a good uh, close-up show yesterday afternoon. The professional, was, was it yesterday afternoon? Yeah, yes. it was. Professional close-up show. You want to talk a little bit about that then also? Yeah, uh, terrific. Uh, again, uh, uh, Chad Long, mm-hmm. funny, funny guy. And yeah. uh, I just really uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, his his part especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Eric Tate. Uh, yeah. The, Talks very fast, <laughs> hugely talented with the cards, yeah. and uh, just really, I really enjoyed all of it. Really. Yeah, I like that he was mixing some uh, very difficult sleight of hand with some that was not, <laughs> and his entertaining entertainment value was off the chart. Brent Braun uh, did the color vision box, yeah. best routine I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He really, it was really a fooler. It was because some of what he did. Could not have been done in the traditional way. Traditional way, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was really good. And as you pointed out, uh, also seeing friends and being here, this is—I mean, other conventions uh, certainly tout themselves as being friendly. I think ours is almost overly so. Yeah, you know. it's it's terrific. The older you get, the less important the magic becomes, and the more important the people become. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. wonderful to come and see people at least once a year that you might not otherwise get to see. Well, you and I go to a lot of conventions, uh, and I see you at some other mentalism remind conventions and things, you know, like that. Because uh, I know that you have a bizarre twist to you also, yes. like I yes. feel that I do. That's one of the many things I love about you. Uh, plus, going to Factors and other places, you know, like that as well. Each has its own unique kind of character, I guess. If you will. I, I would agree, mm-hmm. and, and and as you just said, this is a very friendly mm-hmm. convention. And when I was talking with some of the people who had never been here before, particularly I like to ask the talent, you know, will you be coming back? Yeah, I'll come back even though I'm not going to be performing. You know, you, you people are just wonderful here. Yeah, it there really, is Southern hospitality. There, yeah. there is such a thing. I, yeah. I really believe that. The other thing I noticed that didn't have anything to do with magic, but a lot of guys and gals brought their dogs this time. There were a lot of dogs. There were, were, you know, until you mentioned I hadn't thought about that. I saw one here, another one there, and I kind of started thinking back. There were were a lot of dogs. Yeah. It's a family, or it's a a dog-friendly hotel here. Yeah, terrific. The hotel is one of the best we've had for a long time. Just the layout. Mm -hmm. Everything was easy to get to. There was a large lobby with plenty of chairs that you could sit down and visit or Mm -hmm. or session or whatever you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
it, it was. I, I don't see how it could have been any better. And the hotel staff, I thought, was very accommodating to us. I mean, they were glad we're here. I've been to some hotels, and I'm sure you have as well, which is kind of like we would rather you not. You're just another number and more money to us. Exactly. But this is not. Didn't feel great. that way at all. Yeah. We had dinner last night uh, at the hotel restaurant, and just the friendliest staff and helpful. Yeah. Always asking what what else they could do for you. Well, I agree with you as far as also the. Uh, the ease of getting around so we didn't have to travel, you know, across way across the hotel to get to some other room or something. Everything was fairly well compact, I think, you know, between the first and second. And another good thing about the hotel was they had sufficient number of elevators that you didn't have to stand and wait for one forever. <laughs> That's a positive thing, yeah, as well. And the nice thing is they even, uh, uh, the breakfast was included, but not only that, they've given us, like where we're seated right, seated right now, a breakout area just for the magicians to dine. That's right. They, I, I don't know how they could have been more accommodating. Yeah. Of course, now we see it from the outside. The people yeah. that had to do the work, I'm sure I'm sure they had issues that they had to resolve. Right up to the very last minute, because we did have a few things that we had to worry about. For an example, that Mario the Maker was supposed to be here, and his wife Katie, uh, and her father was having some surgery, and so they had to, uh, we had to get a replacement, and C.J. Johnson filled in more than adequately. He was great, you know. Yeah, terrific. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, what about last evening's show, Rob Lake? Did you, uh, that was, you know, we haven't had a big illusionist. We don't see a lot of illusionists because, for obvious reasons. What do yeah. you think? I thought, he, I thought it was terrific, and I love the fact that he talked about Kirby Van Birch as his mentor. Mm-hmm. 25 years ago, my wife and I saw Kirby Van Birch at his own theater in Branson. He had his own theater back then. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrific, and I wondered... What happened to Kirby Van Birch? And lo and behold, he's sitting three seats away from me <laughs> last night in the show. And yeah. it was nice to, to meet him and, and visit with him for yeah. a little bit. He's, he is a, uh, a nice guy, and he's still he's living in Houston now. And uh, I, I guess I hadn't talked with you about that, but he'd actually hired me to uh, as a consultant because he was trying to go back to Branson. He was working on getting a contract and trying to get things going and doing some close-up instead of stage oh, and then right. having some other people. And uh, the contract didn't work out with some of the places, or a place that he wanted. So now he's looking at another venue closer to Houston that he may be uh, opening. And so I'm working with him to maybe make that come about, too. So. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget. I, I was up to Branson, saw his show twice in Branson. Mm-hmm. And he had a, a juggler by the name of, it was Van Birch and Welford was the first time we saw him. And that juggler, yeah. Welford, he was really funny and very, very good. Was he doing his uh, second sight or two-person mind reading act with uh, Bambi at the time when you saw him? I don't think so. I don't remember that okay. anyway. Well, it would have been something you would have remembered because I, he told me that was really a centerpiece, and he was wanting to maybe bring that back and do that as part of his new act. Too. Good. Yeah. Well, it really was, I think, a, a very interesting, a great show. Uh, I think well-rounded from the standpoint. We had something for the family. We had an illusion show that we haven't had in long years. Um, if somebody's going to do an illusion show, they might bring a sub-trunk, you know, for an example. Yeah. But this was a lot more stuff that he had brought, um, plus the... Uh, FISM winners like uh, like Eric Tate and just some of the people who were uh, were here. I saw Billy Kidd last night. Then also, oh, did you? yeah, I, I, I have met Billy uh, in two thousand seven mm-hmm. in California. With Gazo, you with Gazo? Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, I was out there with Richard Turner at the Magic Castle, and uh, Richard had a gathering of card men on a Saturday afternoon at the mm-hmm. place we were staying. Yeah, and Gazo came. There were a lot of a lot of card people. Bill Malone and and others 
and Billy was with with Gazo at the time. Yeah, so right. I met him a long time. I met her a long yeah, time. Yeah, she was just here for I guess a short time. I saw her in. Uh, Steve Valentine's lecture last night, and then during the president's party, we sat and chatted for a while. Because last time, I actually had booked Gazzo to come through for a lecture tour uh, some years ago, and uh, Gazzo and Billy stayed at my house overnight. You know, so I did an episode with each of them also. So you can go back in the podcast episodes and and hear that as well. Plus, you can hear one I had with Kirby Van Burch when he first moved back to Houston a few years ago. So you can go back in the archives and find that uh, then as well. One other thing that 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 blew me away, you know. As magicians, we kind of know how things are done, uh, but Chris Carter's mind-reading piece, I got called on. Hmm. He, he identified me from a stack of uh, things okay. before he was blindfolded yeah. in the show. On uh, so I'm still recovering. <laughs> I mean, Even with the knowledge you have? Yes. I mean, I, at, at the, in the moment, yeah. I was completely stunned. Mm-hmm. Well, in, upon reflection, you know, you figure out, well, it must have been whatever. But uh, yeah. in the moment, he, he got me. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I, I mentioned uh, Kirby Van Birch, or that you brought him up, and then you also mentioned Richard Turner. And now we kind of want to go back uh, to that then for just a moment then also. Sure. Because you were telling me that uh, Richard is kind of doing, um, he's busier than ever right now. Because he's been off the convention scene. We haven't seen him around for a while and haven't seen him on you know, America's Got Talent or whatever else. You know, I, uh, it's been a while since we've last seen him. So uh, what's he been up to? Well, you know, I play. Richard created back in the 1980s. Explain your relationship, by the way, too. Okay. Well, Richard and I have been friends since about 2006. I've done a lot of traveling with Richard, helping him, and uh, uh, Richard is probably the biggest biggest reason I got to perform at the Magic Castle for 12 years. Hmm. He got he opened the door for me, and uh, we're good friends. And back in the middle 80s, Richard created a board game called Texas Showdown. And a combination of uh, blackjack, poker, and monopoly. It's a great game. Okay. And we play. We uh, when I say we, myself and a number of Richard's neighbors and Richard, we play that game every Thursday afternoon. Hmm. And it's a lot of fun. Well, Richard is now putting that game into an app. Really? Uh, and his son, who graduated from Trinity University in San Antonio, is a computer guy, and he's the lead engineer yeah. on, this, uh, on this project, and they are building an app, and you're, everybody's going to be able to play Texas Showdown. So it's not like a board game you have to buy the board, actually. Uh, I don't think you can anymore. Okay. It was at one time, mm-hmm. but he's putting it all on an app now. It'll be a very interactive app. Wow. And so that's he spent. We we used to play this uh, showdown at one o'clock on Thursday afternoons. We now play it at twelve fifteen, so he can get out in time for a two o'clock meeting every Thursday on the development of this app. So he has some consultants who are helping him with the development oh, of that. Yeah, yeah. He'll go through iTunes, I guess, or something. I or don't. What? I don't know exactly how, but I know that the uh, the fellow who invented Siri mm-hmm. is a big part of this project. Wow. I wonder if. Somebody came to him, or vice versa. I I can't tell. I don't know exactly how it got started. Now you're telling me though that he's uh, busier than ever, traveling around the world still and doing stuff. Or are you going with, out with him like you were? Or? Uh, last time I was with him was to Aspen last summer. Okay. Uh, summer last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, was but that a conference or what was that? Uh, he was speaking uh, to a, a corporate group. He did. He does. He has an hour program that he does that. Um, uh, is a combination of his 
performing with cards and giving a kind of a motivational type speech. Right. Very, very good. So. Wow. And so, um, uh, yeah, but we've done a lot of that kind of traveling. Together. And then I'm assuming that his son Asa Spades uh-huh. does that now. No, actually, uh, believe it or not, as an example, during COVID, he went to Russia. Wow. By himself. I saw the video. I saw that on YouTube. By himself. Yeah. Hmm. By himself. He was there for a month. Hmm. Wow. Quite an experience. Right, right. He was, yeah, because he was on Russian television yeah. uh, there. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, good seeing you, Doug, and it's a great convention. We were talking about other conventions coming up, and you've got another one that's going to be in Dallas. Tell me a little bit about that one. It's called Magistrorum. It's a, it's a brand-new bazaar-slash-storytelling convention, mm-hmm. and I'll be uh, selling some of my stuff there, and I'll be mm-hmm. performing in one of the uh, shows there. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's going to be a great convention. It, it's, it, it's a niche convention. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's bazaar-slash-storytelling. Right. I think storytelling is probably the most significant aspect of magic from my perspective. If You can do a card trick and people will say, why? <laughs> but right. if you have a story that justifies why you're doing it, then people won't be wondering why you're doing it or trying to figure out how you're doing sure. it. They'll be caught up in the story. Yeah, stories and are, they'll remember that also yes. a lot longer, I think. Yes, mm-hmm. because stories t- tap the emotion. Love that. And emotions are much more memorable than just reactions. Right, right. And so it's very important to me. I remember Penn and Teller, well, Penn in particular, talking about uh, that, where a a magic trick shouldn't just be a trick to fool the eyes. It should be something in which that you're entertaining the mind. And it's like, why are you doing it? What's your justification behind this? And make a story out of it. And and they're very well known for doing just that. They'll take... Not necessarily a common trick. I mean, they're inventing things all the time, but they uh, give a reason for each of those things. It's not just look at the pretty box, but, you know, this happens to be something that came from India or whatever it is. You know, make a story around it. Sure, absolutely. That's important, I think. I think so, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's coming up uh, when? Uh, Actually, (laughs) next weekend. Okay, all right. (laughs) I got two days at home before I head to Dallas, so... (laughs) It's going to be fun. And if anybody's interested, by the way, do you know where they go to uh, get information on that convention? Uh, I think if you search Magistrorum. Spell that. M-A-G-I-S-T-R-O-R-U-M. Uh, on Facebook. I, I think I, I know they've got stuff on Facebook. And, yeah. and I know if you just do a Google search, it will come up as well. Yeah. And it's in Las Colinas, uh, suburb of Dallas. It's actually near north side of Dallas yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Toward DFW, out yeah. there, airport. Yeah. So you can fly into DFW and go over there then, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, great talking with you, Doug, as always. Uh, catching up. Take care, Scott. Glad you enjoyed the convention. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Doug Gorman. Scotty out. One of the people who came from out of state is uh, someone that is also a past national president of the Society of American Magicians. We've actually had a, a pretty good cadre uh, from the SAM uh, Glitterati has rec- uh, been represented uh, at this convention. And so I'm here with a uh, fellow Santa Claus. <laughs> here he is, Mark Whitehouse. Hey, Mark. Hi, Scotty. How are you? <laughs> Fine, thank you. We should say, we should exchange greetings by saying ho, ho, 
Oh. There we go. <laughs> so uh, you are going to be very involved, of course, with next year's convention, but you, have you attended TALMS? Is this one of your first that you've been to? No. I thought you'd been some... Matter of fact, I do remember you because you had yeah. given me this award. One That's right. right. Back in 2009, I was, yeah. uh, was I think, my first TALM. I've mm-hmm. been to a couple of them, yeah. It was in Houston, 2009. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And was that the year you were president? I think it was, wasn't it? No. It, uh, nope. That was the year that... Um, well... When I gave you the award, it was. Yes. The first TAOM, though, Mike Miller was was president. It was okay. the year before me. So it would have been 2010 that I would have given you the award. That might have been in Dallas. I think now that I'm thinking about it, I remember where we were, and I think that was Dallas yeah. as well. But, uh, yeah, you, Mike, and uh, Vinny Grasso were kind of the three guys who always kind of stayed together there. Yeah, yeah, the three amigos. That's right. That's right. And uh, Mike has been involved very much with the talent and is working then uh, hard on for next year. Uh, and you have uh, been, what has been your official capacity? Yeah, my because this is a combined convention, the SAM convention and the TAOM are working together along with hosting the North American Championships of Magic next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am uh, the co-chair uh, on the SAM side. Dal Sanders is the co-chair on the TAOM and Dallas Magic Club side. What exactly does one have to do in order to to compete uh, at the FISM level? In other words, do you have to have won something like in your club or in your state or country or something to then come? Is this like the finals that the people who are selected will then go automatically to FISM? And to get there, do they have to, or can it be your first competition you've ever been in? Yeah, no, not not at all. It could be your first first competition. Really? Okay. Um, but there is a qualifying uh, process. You send in uh, a, a video of, of your presentation and um, so if you if the judges feel the people that are qualifying if they feel that you're at a certain level then um, you have the opportunity to compete mm-hmm. and uh, if it is your first time do everything you can practice get in front of people now use your local club that's why we have these local clubs perform for them get your um, uh, people that can help uh, give you constructive criticism and, and make it uh, as good as you can. And we really want to see you next year in Dallas. What is some key advice you give someone in order to have a FISM worthy act? Um, that may be a Mark D'Souza question, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, from what I've seen uh, at the um, uh, Quebec uh, last, uh, last time, um, the acts that really um, exceeded were the ones that had a story woven into the, you know, you've only got, what, eight to ten minutes that you're supposed to perform. And, but in that time, if you can tell a story um, and, of course, be proficient in performing magic and have the audience on your side, but those seem to be the, um, the, the best. Well, some of the people who are from South Korea and elsewhere in Asia are basically manipulators, and it's really not a story. So I, I understand to have a story because it's. I was just talking with Doug Gorman. We were talking about the importance of storytelling, certainly, uh, in order to have something that's more memorable. And certainly, I think for FISM, that's very important as well. But then also to have great manipulative skills 
doesn't hurt. Right. That's very, yeah, very, very, very true. Yeah. Now, some of these guys uh, are just doing, you know, carb manipulations or billiard balls or whatever else, and it's just their skill that we're, which is a different level because there are, are different categories then as well, which is my next question of whether I'm assuming that there will be different categories you can compete in next year. It's not just close up at stage. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to talk with uh, our our FISM judges, Joan Caesar and Vinnie Grasso on the SAM side, and um, uh, and 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 get you know the the lowdown of exactly what the rules are and, and, and the rules are posted on the website I guess they may not be there because we're, we we've kind of held off until this putting some information yeah. until this convention was over so but they'll be up there very soon I wondered about that because since it is a combined convention the SAM was a few weeks ago that you didn't want to jump the gun since it is combined and wanted to wait until we had ours completed before you really went full exactly board. and we've got lots of news to share mm-hmm. uh, we're very excited like I said Mike Miller's working on the axe it's the reason one of the reasons why we were here we wanted to be able to get together with our team and and plan for next year and we came in with some ideas and concepts, and we've left where Mike's already got people he's sending contracts to. Can't, yeah. I can't announce them yet, right. but um, they'll be coming out very soon because we do want to. We do want to s- everyone to see how great this convention's going to be. It's going to be a. It's going to be a blowout. It, it really will be. And I know we have some, or will have some FISM winners, some other FISM contestants in the past, uh, and so you can kind of get an idea of what that's like. But again, once that somebody gets there and they start seeing the level of, of performances, uh, they may be thinking, "Oh my gosh, you know, I, I, I'm." I'm not worthy, you know. On the other hand, it's like I could do that, you know. But, uh, <laughs> it's well, it's pretty tough uh, yeah. at that level. Yeah, uh, it, it's um, something that we should all strive for, right? Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. And uh, typically, again, like with the SAM and with the uh, IBM and uh, with the TA1, we do have the competitions. But it's just kind of, although it's open, uh, there are fewer and fewer people who are who want to compete each year. But this next year, there will probably be several days of competition, just as like with FISM, because this will include all of North America, you know, in Canada, of course, in Mexico, as well as the United States. Yeah, and it's a short, it's a shorter convention, too. So um, it's it's going to be, there might be some overlap that uh, we're going we're, we're gonna to have to, the, the, the schedule is going to be um, a little tricky to see well, when how you we can stuff everything into that. <laughs> when you days. say a shorter one, actually it's a little bit longer than typical TAOM. Typically we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then like this morning, just a short uh, morning. Uh, but with this, we're going to be actually adding the day Thursday. So it will be a little bit longer, but not as long as FISM typically is. Right, right. Well, um, yeah, so Thursday night, uh, Thursday afternoon. Well, we don't have the schedule yet, so no. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I think yeah. the concept is Thursday. Thursday afternoon was kind of like the the soft opening, but there'll be some party, or some, I'm sure there's going to be a party Thursday night, yeah. and I think there's a show Thursday night, um, and then Friday, Saturday, April Sunday, day. and then Monday uh, TAOM usually uh, closes up around noon, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we're going to use uh, Labor Day, we're going to use that full day uh, for events. So when people are considering coming, they should probably make reservations to the hotel through Monday night? I think so, yeah. Okay, because they'll still be having activities through Monday. Yep. Well, that's a lot more than what we typically do, but then this is not going to be your typical kind of convention, though, either. I, this is going to be kind of a one-off because we've never, I say we as a TOM, has never partnered with the SAM. The IBM and SAM have uh, several combined conventions and have had over the generations, but uh, this is the first time the TOM is doing this. Yeah, this, this was uh, an idea that we came up with. Uh, um, to you know, what can we do to, to boost people attending? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be fantastic. For um, on a personal note, 
both Mike Miller and myself, uh, this is our final uh, convention that we'll be involved with, at least for the near future. So we're, we've decided that, yeah, we need to pass the mantle on to, to new people for future. Pouring everything into this. Yeah, and so we are. Yeah, yeah, we want this to be the last hurrah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It sounds like it's going to be great. Let me also just point out that uh, for those of you who might be thinking, well, the registration uh, rates are a little bit higher than what we've had. I mean, I think this year was it for the TOM two hundred and something, uh, and next year it'll be four ninety five. But there are more days. Uh, there are a lot more uh, uh, acts that you're going to be seeing at a level that you've never seen before, uh, and so the expenses are a, a lot more that we're going to be having in, with the joint convention yeah, next year we, as well. So. We have a banquet too that's included, um, yep. and there's another. Uh, um, uh, uh, event that's going to be included also. It's secret we, right now. We did. We did. As far as as far as um, North American Championships or combined conventions, I did some research, and um, uh, I went back to two. When I first got involved was two thousand and eight, the combined convention there, mm-hmm. and I did some research. And guess how much registration was in two thousand and eight? Four ninety five. Four ninety five, <laughs> and two thousand fourteen four ninety five. So it really hasn't changed no. for this type of an event right. for fifteen years, well, over fifteen years. And we've had good attendance at those conventions then as well. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So yeah, I I think people should definitely be uh, uh, signing up for this. And uh, the website where they can go right now to register. Ooh, ooh, ooh. that's what I was trying it's, to look okay. before we started. But was, I don't think I'm going to find. Okay, it, it was some. Uh, I, I mentioned it earlier in a um, in a one of the episodes when I was talking with Dal about that. But I believe it was something like. Uh, T-A-O-M dash N-A-C-E-M dot com dot org or dot com it'll be a dot com a dot com okay He's feverishly looking for this. He's scrolling uh, quickly then right now. So, again, a lot of stuff that's going to be coming up for next year, and uh, it's going to be the path to uh, to FISM and Tour in Italy for 25. Is that right? Yeah, I guess 25 is when the... Uh, 25, correct, yeah. in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, so Are you going to Italy? Year. I'm already signed up. I yeah. am too. I'm <laughs> looking, it'll be my first uh, overseas convention to, uh, for FISM. Yeah. FISM is fun. I have been going since 1988. Um, I think my first one was in Schevenig uh, in uh, Holland. And so I've uh, been attending most of them since then. Okay, here it is. What's the... Uh, it's www.fism-nacm.com. There we go. I was kind of close. I had dot com. <laughs> so, that's great. Mark, thanks very much, and uh, so good to always see you here. You're and welcome. It's, uh, this has been a this is Houston's been a great a great city for this. This has really been a lot of fun, a lot of friends. Um, uh, there's history with TAOM. There's history with the SAM right, too. Right. But uh, it's it's great to see people who've been attending for. 50 years plus right, years right. and uh, just amazing to me yeah, yeah. I, uh, speaking of which like Trixie Vaughn just celebrated her 50th year she was just given an award for 50 years of consecutive membership within the TAOM so and there's several others there's a couple coming up uh, next year who will have 65 years of membership that's so, wonderful yeah. Yeah. it is one last question and I know this, uh, some people have asked me about this is there any plan for the near future that you've already talked about of another combined convention with the IBM or is there anything on the table for that um, that, I'm going to have to leave that up to whoever, whoever's going to you're out of here. In there. Yeah, but um, I have. I, I, I think that's something that the two organizations need to do if they want to survive or at least continue doing conventions. There's just way too much competition with conventions right now, and um, people like to go to the niche conventions where they're, you know, if they're into um, uh, mentalism or whatever it is, you know. And, and I understand that, but uh, you know. When you have something that's got history like 50 years or 65 right. years, um, boy, you know how do you how do you stop 
coming yeah. to those. Well, you know, that's, yeah. that's exactly right then, too. Uh, and I... I know in the past that those conventions have been great, and there have been a lot of things the SAM has been doing in order to uh, change the direction of the ship, and one of which that you, uh, for those life members, uh, we are now able to access the MUM magazine by going online. And so little things like that, because I know that, like with the IBM and the SAM, that our journals are the most expensive part, and, and the mailing of, of those. You know. Yeah, there's, there's some real challenges right now yeah. with, with that. Because magazines are not something that's growing. (laughs) And and all the other businesses that have magazines, trade journals and things, they're like, you still have a printed magazine? Why? Why? Yeah, Yeah. something for us to consider. So, for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Mark Whitehouse. This is Scotty Out. I'm now here with another pastor. Actually, not a past president. He is actually the president this year. Incumbent. Incumbent. <laughs> the most illustrious. Uh, I wonder why they call it. We'll talk about that. Uh, Mr. John Sirk from Chicago. Hey, John. Morning, Scotty. How are you? Fine. You're Mr. Sirk. <laughs> oh, please call me Dr. Mr. President. <laughs> so what does illustrious? I've often heard that term when they refer to their president. Well, you know, back in the day, in, uh, around the turn of the, cent- the last century, um, when a lot of the... Uh, Fraternal orders were very popular, like Masons and Elks and things, and they used very grandiose titles, like in, in the Masons, it's most worshipful, is the head of that. So, uh, because so many of our original founders were Masons and active in other fraternal organizations, they carried over some of that stuff to us, so that's where most illustrious has come from. All members are illustrious compeers, and then the president is most illustrious. I did not know that. So yeah. there we are. So the, all of uh, us who are members are illustrious compeers. I That's knew we right. were compeers, but I didn't and know we were know, illustrious. You know, you could read a lot about our history in our brand new book that, Tell just, me about this. that just came out, <laughs> Magic in America, the History of the SAM, a seven-year project begun by uh, PNP David Goodsell, longtime editor of MUM. And just as he was finishing the first uh, draft, uh, he passed away. And so we turned to David Charvet, great historian and author, to uh, take the project over the finish line. And that book came out just about a month ago at our convention in New Orleans. And so it is now available at magicsam.com slash historybook. And what I think is interesting about the book is not just necessarily the history of the SAM, which, it, of course, is the, the meat of the thing, but also about... The-, uh, the book starts off right around 1776. Uh, And I think in the first paragraph, it mentions uh, Thomas Jefferson attending a first, um, well, maybe not exactly magic, but uh, a performance of unusual quality Mm -hmm. that he attended in France while minister to France. Um, And then the origins of magic in uh, North America, right up until our founding in 1902. During the Civil War and everything. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, it took us up to our founding, sort of the pre-founding in the late 19th century, uh, our founding right around 1902, our first couple years, all the way up until today. And it's not only beautifully written, but also illustrated with the photos and everything. That's gorgeous. It's truly a gorgeous book. Uh, We have it available in two editions, a standard edition with a red leatherette cover and a deluxe edition in a a black leather cover. Uh, We do have the the deluxe edition is limited edition. 
We're limited to 250 copies. We've got maybe 15 or so left. So if you're thinking about waiting until uh, holiday Christmas. holiday time, uh, don't. Yeah. You can always buy it now and forget about it until yeah. Christmas. But I think if you wait until uh, Christmas time this year, you might be out of luck. The timing, speaking of uh, timing, uh, the timing of this particular convention, the TAOM, always falls after the IBM and the SAM conventions. And so this is one of the first conventions that the incoming presidents, the newly elected presidents, uh, attend, major convention like that. So it's always good to uh, see and greet uh, the people. And so this, I assume, is your... Well, you were at Magic Live. No. Weren't you? No? Okay, so this is it, since uh, since you were in... Yeah, I was at... uh, After New Orleans, uh, where I was inaugurated, I went to... Uh, Abbott's, Abbott's get together the following week. That's that's, right. that's the conve- my always convention. Yeah. Uh, I've been going to that one for twenty years now. Well, you've got a part in that too. Yeah, I I, I do now. But uh, yeah, so I, I go to that one on the regular. Uh, Sam, of course, and so I'm making a lot more appearances at conventions this year than I usually do. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm not a full time performer. I have a regular day job. Um, I perform. Uh, you know, I'm a 40 miler, so uh, kind of just just stick around my local area, and doing as much traveling as I know I will be doing this year's is kind of a big change for me, but also very exciting. Which conventions are you looking forward to, other than the TOM? Now that you've been here, what other conventions are you looking forward to attending? Well, I have some visits planned for Ann Arbor, Michigan, for to visit the assembly there in September. In October, I'll be visiting uh, Minneapolis assembly for their centennial. Uh, I will be at Wonder Bash in Grand Rapids in the springtime. And uh, for my very first time ever, I'm really excited to go to 4F. Oh, cool. Uh, so, uh, of course, I've, I've heard a lot about it, and I'm excited to go for the very first time. And no international travel like Blackpool or anything like that? Nothing planned yet. Uh, uh, those are the things uh, I've got on the books right now, and... We'll just see how things go. Just roll with it. Right, right. So if you are attending a convention, then uh, look for John. He may or may not be there. Could be a surprise. (laughs) And, of course, if you don't see me at a convention, uh, if you're an SAM member, by all means, hop on to the SAM community, our new social media platform. No Musk, no Zuck, just Magic. Uh, So log into magicsam.com, and I'll see you around the interwebs. So one last question. What have you thought about this convention? You've attended the TOM before, so it's, or is it your first one? It is my first TOM, and I am very impressed. I'm looking forward to our partnership next year for the joint convention and the uh, FISM North American Championships. Uh, I saw a lot of lecturers here that I have never seen before. Uh, particu- I was really, really impressed with Steve Valentine. I had never seen him uh, perform live before. I saw him on some TV shows. Sure. Uh, I, I told him how much I liked him in House. He did an episode of House where he was an illusionist in the hospital. Yeah. Um, but, uh, wow, what an incredible uh, deep thinker that guy is. Yeah, what a great lecture last um, yeah, night. He yeah. instantly converted me into a fan. So I was just talking with Greg Lancaster at breakfast this morning, and he was saying uh, he's attended so many TAOMs and other conventions as well and he said I've got to say that that lecture with uh, Steve's last night was one of the best lectures I've ever seen at any convention anywhere. That was terrific. Um, I was also really glad to share 
our Chicago secret in the form of Christopher Carter, oh, yeah. uh, who performed here. I, he rarely, rarely ever does conventions. Uh, but uh, back in the day, we had him at the uh, Chicago Magic Lounge a bunch. So I knew how great he was. Uh, and I was just excited to have everyone else see him, too. And, of course, uh, one of my all-time favorites. I'll start a fan club for this guy, Chad Long. Yeah. Uh, I've been a fan of Chad's for oh, almost 20 years now. And uh, I could watch him all day long. What a lineup that we've had. You know, the, the ones you mentioned, plus uh, Eric Tate, and then last night, of course, Michael Finney. Uh, and Rob Lake uh, doing the illusions and everything. We just had just a mound of talent here. Yeah, it's it's been a killer convention. Uh, very fast paced, a little more fast paced than I'm used to. With the <laughs> a lot of sort, overlap. With a sort of lackadaisical pace that we have over at Abbott's. Uh, yeah. This one, uh, this one kept you hopping. So <laughs> glad I brought my notebook. There were things going on until like two or three in the morning. You know, like I think you know the Midnight Madness. The- uh, yeah, you know who was uh, one of the uh, who was the penultimate performer for Midnight Madness. It wasn't Steve. Steve was last, I think. It was yours truly. You were next to last. Yeah, I, I got on a, on stage about 2.15 in the morning, okay. and I got off by 2.18, because uh, <laughs> I made sure not to prolong the event anymore. Yeah. <laughs> by that time of the morning. Yeah. 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 So much to going on. So, well, it, again, that's something that we're known for, those kinds of things. It started with Roger Klaus so many years ago with Midnight Madness, and he used to just kind of call on his friends while he was here since he knew us, and he would say, okay, hey, you know, Scott, I want you to do that particular trick, you know, like three minutes. That's all I need, you know. And uh, anyhow, that's continued on to this day. And uh, Fabian is the one, I think, maybe taking this over. does a great job as MC. Yeah, I was, I was uh, first time I met Fabian. He's got one of the best lectures you ever hear also. I, I got to sit with him over dinner and have a nice chat. Uh, terrific guy. I uh, look forward to knowing him more. I think you'll enjoy getting to know him as the years progress. And also, I'm sure you'll have a, a great year going to these other conventions. And uh, if you are interested in uh, having or hosting uh, the uh, national president of the uh, Society of American Magicians, be sure to reach out to John and uh, comp him. He would be glad to uh, come if he can arrange it with the schedule. How do you get in touch with you? I mean, usually if you invite me somewhere, I show up, uh, whether it's, you know, just for like dinner. Uh, coffee, dinner. You know, I'm very food motivated, so that helps a lot. Uh, but yeah, you can uh, email me at jsterk at magicsam.com. I'm all over the socials uh, Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, or I'm sorry, X. Uh, I'm on there. I'm on threads, Instagram, uh, uh, and of course, uh, our SAM community. So just reach out. I'll be happy to talk with you. And we hope to convert some compeers and Maybe bring some folks who have lapsed back into the fold. We've got a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of benefits for membership. So visit magicsam.com and check us out. There we go. Uh, Some good advice and uh, good singing, John. Always good talking to you, my friend. Glad to see you, Scotty. Thank (laughs) you. For the Magic Word Podcast. That was John Sturt. This is Scotty out. John Sirk just mentioned a few moments ago about uh, Midnight Madness and him performing. He was a penultimate performer. Uh, and I had also mentioned what a great job that Fabian had done as the MC. And uh, I think he's going to hopefully take this over because we've had several people who have MC'd over the years since Roger Klaus had first started this and then he passed. And we've had uh, various people like uh, Danny Garcia, uh, Jamie Salinas, and others. Uh, but uh, Fabian, being the young man he is, and also so very skilled at uh, magic, will probably be the next one. So I've got him with me then right now, Fabian Moreno. Hey, Fabian. Hey, Scott. Good morning. Or Fabian. It doesn't matter. We'll <laughs> potato, potato at the end of the day. 
And uh, I do have to uh, comment then also on your skills. And as a lecturer last year at the TAOM, oh. we were in Fort Worth, that you were the Friday or Monday morning lecturer. Right now, we're getting ready to go in to see Brent Braun and Andy, actually, uh, to lecture. And a lot of times they save the best for last. And although we've had some really good uh, lectures throughout the, uh, throughout the weeks, leading up to Monday. I mean, Brent, as I know, is going to be killing it. And you were the one who lectured last time on Monday. Got a standing ovation. And everybody said, man, if you didn't stick around on Monday to see his lecture, it was great. So it was wonderful. I enjoyed it. Uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. I, I felt like it ruined with my MO, my method of operation, because I kind of like staying at the back of the room until I'm needed. Yeah. So when people were, oh, my God, you got to see him. I was like, shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> You're a low-key guy. Yeah, you know? that's, that's, that's what, what I'm like saying. You're like Roger Klaus, you know, from an underground. You know, he's kind of like, you know, don't need to be taking all of the credit. Yeah, well, those are the guys that, you know, taught me well and I hung out with. And uh, I never Gary got plans. Gary, yeah, Gary, shh, we don't <laughs> say that name on air. Uh, they, have, they have people looking for him still. No, but, yeah, it was uh, Midnight Madness just kind of fell into my lap because of these guys that I grew up respecting and hanging out with. So it's very sweet that you use the word host and MC. I feel more like a wrangler, really, every night mm. that it happens. Yeah. Because uh, we get into a lot of shenanigans. As you know, I'm all for a little bit of fun, and with that comes a little bit of trouble every now and then. <laughs> well, it's after midnight, so you can. Yeah, after midnight. You know, Clapton said it best. After midnight's where it happens. After midnight. Yeah, yeah. No, but it was a lot of fun this year. I really enjoyed it. Now, as I mentioned, that the way Roger used to do that was mm. kind of seeing who was there, and then during the convention, say, hey, can you do that? Is that the same kind of thing that you do as far as so, deciding who's going to be on the bill? So I start planning uh, maybe at least a month and a half, two oh, months out. Okay. Yeah, I start putting phone calls and whatnot, asking if they're going to be around, because at the end of the day, these are all expenses that have to be made. Some people are in the area and some people aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the gags for this week happened on the way in. Uh, I knew Chad Long. I knew I wanted Chad to be opening, so I I texted him about a month beforehand. We stayed in touch up until then. Chad's a buddy, and I love him to death. But at the same time, you want to give them a hard time. So coming into town, I, I texted Homer Lee. Where I was, hey, I have Chad Long opening for us. Can you help me mess with him? And he goes, what do you need me to do? <laughs> so after his set, he sent in a video uh, basically saying that he was uh, using material that wasn't completely attributed to Chad, but rather to Homer Lee Wag himself. <laughs> And how the good thing about, or the secret ace of the slave for a convention is having a good hairstyle. Yeah. So, yeah, because Chad lifted that from Homer, too, apparently. Because I remember you during uh, the professional close up show yesterday that you were taking some videos, and Chad was saying something about this is going back to Homer. Now I understand what he was saying. So. Yeah. He goes, yeah, he goes, you know, I'm doing this, we're filming this for the creator of the piece from 30 years ago, so it's just going to be an instructional piece now. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I haven't sent that clip to Homer yet. But, yeah, no, that, that's kind of how it is. And then uh, there's always surprises that are happening. You never know what the wild cards are going to be. This year, this is my second year heading it, I had more people come up to me because of what had happened last year wanting to be on the list. But at that point, we already had a pretty substantial list, and we had some waitlist slots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love the fact that Giancarlo Bernini closed out the show uh, with a piece he's actually doing on Foolus later on in the season, which only proves that I have good taste. <laughs> yes, you do. Now, you had said last year that you're going to be kind of stepping away from magic a little bit. You, you have not completely, obviously, no. because of uh, your profession and working with your father in the business. Yes. So I'm heading my family's uh, luxury, uh, luxury watch boutique. So that kind of took up the last year and a half, two years of my time. And now that I finally have a sense of rhythm, I'm taking in more work again. But I'm only focusing in the San Antonio area and some college work that I still have that's keeping me traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm at the boutique six days out of the week, when I leave to do a show, I'm only out about 36 hours. So I fly out the same day. I do two shows for whatever university or college has me in, fly out the next day. Unless I have a friend or two in the city and I want 
maybe bum around for the weekend, I'll do that. But I try not to take that liberty. Here, it's different just because it's Labor Day weekend and it plays out beautifully. But I also now have a residency downtown San Antonio Friday nights uh, because I think it's important to stay sharp. Mm-hmm. And that's just to network and to get out. And people come into the boutique, and I've had it happen now a handful of times. Well, you look familiar. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know. I said, oh, my God, you were the magician. You were wearing a nice suit and a nice watch. And I was like, once again, don't tell anybody. <laughs> so it's, it's always trying to stay in the shadows Keep a it a secret. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I don't want to keep you a secret because those who are listening right now, and if you're thinking about uh, you have an opening slot for mm-hmm. a lecturer coming up, you might want to give uh, Fabian a call because I said it's a fantastic lecture. And uh, you live in San Antonio. So if uh, it is somewhere within striking distance, uh, since oh, he's centrally there. located, he could be there. Yeah, I, I love driving. I, I've always considered myself a bit of a cowboy in that mm-hmm. sense. Uh, you just need me, I show up, and then uh, I'm gone. Just don't make plans for dinner. What, <laughs> what is your email address so people can contact you to do it, that? It is thepeterfabian at gmail.com. In fact, you set up a very – I was so honored that and so thankful that you had up a single one-hit spot in Houston uh, yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, which is which is a great compliment. I had a lot of fun. You missed out, but we caught up yeah. at, at Las yeah. Vegas and yeah. here, so it's always yeah. a pleasure with the gang. Yeah, it's fun. Well, Fabian, uh, thanks again for all that you do. And uh, I know you've been attending TOM for a long time and have been enjoying it for years. Yeah, since I was about 12 years old. So it's it's fun to see all these guys. Oh, well, I've known Fabian, but I didn't know Fabian. <laughs> Lonnie, he's really good. Uh, no, no, your words, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I stayed up till 5 in the morning. We chipped the other day. That was a great conversation. It's, it feels like coming home. It feels like coming home. And I only ever do two of these a year now. It's Magic Live and this. Yeah. So, yeah. Both excellent in their own ways. Absolutely. I just like staying home. Yeah, I understand that too. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Fabian Moreno, Scotty Out. The convention is pretty much now over, and I talked with the uh, president, Mr. Dick Olson, earlier, and now he is a uh, past president, so he can actually start to take a little bit of a breather as he's passed the uh, baton, basically, to Dallas Sanders for next year, but I want to welcome back again Dick uh, Olson. Hey there, Dick. Good morning, Scott. <laughs> so, uh, looking back already, I mean, you haven't had a chance really to take much of a breath, but right. in retrospect, how do you think this has gone? I... I, I met all my expectations. That's Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I exceeded, but I, I think that uh, the, the key is we wanted to have a really good uh, uh, convention with uh, proper talent and uh, facilities that everybody enjoyed. So uh, at the president's party last night, got a lot of co- good comments and, and no negative comments. So, so to me, that's a success if we do that. Right. Well, I think history will prove this is one of the better ones. I think so. Uh, And it starts with the talent. Uh, We really were able to get some excellent talent this year. Mm -hmm. Every show we did and every lecture had a lot of power to it, and the people just rave about it so i'm i'm really excited about that right and the hotel was great uh, your your staff really uh, had pulled everything together and it just ran so smoothly on the top of the water although i know there was a lot of paddling under the under the <laughs> there was a, a tremendous amount of power in fact if we go back about 18 months when we didn't have a hotel we actually looked at every hotel that was large enough to hold a convention in the whole houston metropolitan area going clear down to galveston there was nobody that came up with a better deal than the, the one we had here. Plus, the staff at this Hilton Post Oak in the Galleria mm-hmm. was just phenomenal to work with. I would highly recommend it to anybody thinking about 
uh, having a meeting space. So many advantages here, one of which, not the least of which they refer to this, of course, is post Oak Galleria because it is not in the Galleria, but it is just a block and a half away. So it's easy walking distance, plus other restaurants that are right around the area that are easy walking uh, distance as well. So it's, uh, it's a beautiful location, and there are places that are open, as you had pointed out when we've hold, held it downtown in the past, that on uh, Labor Day weekend, everything is closed. But here you have many more things that are available. Exactly. And, you know, to be quite honest with you, I never left the hotel <laughs> during the three days. Well, the food was good here. The food was good, and uh, we, just, we just kept busy constantly on it. And from early in the morning to late at night, I, one of the things I put in my, my president's letter at the beginning of the program, I says, prepare to be sleep-deprived. Mm-hmm. And uh, I certainly met that expectation. <laughs> we were just talking. You went to bed this morning at 3.30? 3.30, yes. <laughs> well, we had uh, the Midnight Madness, which is the tradition at the, uh, the TAOM conventions, uh, started at 12, and it went to uh, a little after 2. So it was a full night. It, it went maybe a little bit long, but every person that was on that show was great. And the people that went to it just raved about how good it was. So. Yeah. You know that was that was kind of the uh, cream on the on the top of the coffee. That's I right. think. Yeah, <laughs> that was a frosting on the cake. Yeah, it yeah. really was. Uh, and everything. There's so many different things that we could talk about, and we have. If you listen to uh, the listeners here, listen to the past episodes of uh, daily reports. Uh, we've been going on and on about certain individual things. Right now, uh, Brent Bronze is completing his uh, presentation, and a lot of times the a lot of registrants have flown back home or they're driving or whatever and try to get a good early start on Monday morning and don't get a chance to listen to the lecture, but oftentimes we have some of the best lectures, it seems like, on the last day, and this is one of them right now. They're missing Brent. It's phenomenal. Absolutely. And and looking in the lecture room, there's quite a few people that are still here. Actually, that's right. I'd probably say that we it looked like it was about uh, all full, you know, but about half, they've already started taking out some of the chairs, but uh, they, uh, I'd probably say, what would you say, about 100 people in there? I, yeah. Easily 100, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say 100, 120 people or so. Yeah. So a lot of registrants really are are here. And I've noticed a lot of suitcases around the room. So people right. have checked out. They're just waiting for this to go over so then they can hit the road. Right, exactly. Yeah. But those who had to fly out, it's a little bit unfortunate. I know that some of the talent had to uh, leave a little bit early. And that was part of the issue. I know that uh, Rob Lake had to kind of come in and out. He's working down in the Bahamas. And then we also have uh, had... Um, uh, Michael Finney had to leave early this morning because he's got a, a show then tonight. And uh, Chris Carter, same thing. He wasn't able to hang around as much. But C. Valentine was here the whole time. And those people who were able to hang out were very accessible. Exactly. In fact, that's part of the reason why it was up till 3.30 this morning, <laughs> last night, you know, uh, because there were a lot of really good people. Uh, Steve Valentine stuck around and hung out with this and and a bunch of other ones, but it it was so much fun, and I really like that guy. I, he was one of my first choices uh, as a pick to talent because I'd seen him at Magic Live. I know he's not seen very much, and boy, he he exceeded my expectations because he he just hit the ball out of the park. Yeah, I don't know that other conventions are going to be able to get him because he doesn't uh, perform many conventions. No. He doesn't have time, for one thing, because he's a, a very well-employed actor with all of the different right. things doing. So, right. uh, And he, when he appears at Magic Live, it's only uh, Stan will come to him and try and book him. But he says, as long as I, if I have something pop up that I can't get out of, you know. Yeah, the good and bad thing about this is there was a writer's strike, which meant that he did, didn't, he didn't bail out the last minute. Right. Because there's nothing going on because of the strike. So it's 
bad for him, good for us. Yes, you know, exactly. In a way. Yeah. Well, it's been a great convention. You've done a great job. You and your staff are to be congratulated. Well, that's the thing. I, I had a terrific team of people that put this thing together. It certainly wasn't just me, uh, not by a long shot. And uh, with all of us working together, and, you know, we're still friends at the end of this, <laughs> which is, is the important thing. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Next year's going to be a really good convention, too, in Dallas, because there's a lot of uh, reasons to go to Dallas next year. So, Absolutely. Well, Dick, again, uh, congratulations. Uh, job well done. I think that's going to be a wrap for this year's convention. Uh, TAOM, Houston always seems to hit it out of the park, and we hit another Grand Slam, I think, here this year. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Astros would have been proud of us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was uh, past president Richard Olson. This is Scotty Alton.